Hello, Phil Spencer here. Welcome to Mortgage Insider from Barclays, the podcast series for mortgage brokers. I'm a sometime property expert and TV presenter, and every fortnight I'll use my experience to get to the heart of the biggest issues in the industry. I'll be joined by industry leaders, brokers, and indeed Barclays' own experts who will share their insights and expertise to help you navigate the challenges, changes and the opportunities in the world of property. Whilst the price of property in the UK may be going down slightly, the cost of buying a home is still hugely expensive for many, particularly when the cost of renting and the cost of living remain quite so high, coupled, of course, with higher interest rates for borrowers. To cater for the ever-increasing challenge of getting on the property ladder, there's growing demand nowadays for long-term or marathon mortgages, even up to 40 years. In fact, recent data from the mortgage technology platform 27Tech showed that more than half of all searches made by brokers on its site were for mortgages with a term of more than 30 years. So what do mortgage brokers need to know about the situation? Well, to find out, I'm joined today by James Tucker, CEO of 27Tech, and also by Lewis Shaw, founder of Shaw Financial Services, an independent broker based in Mansfield, who has a large focus on the first-time buyer segment of the market. It's it's a really interesting topic, this marathon mortgages, and it does seem to be uh, getting in the press and a, and a lot more interest. James, perhaps we can kick off with you. Can you talk us through what you've seen happening on 27Tech when it comes to searches for these long-term mortgages? So to give a little bit of context then, we have 15,500 mortgage brokers across the UK that use our platform on a daily basis to find mortgages for their clients. And and that equates to about one and a half million searches every month. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of key points that, that we've seen really occurring, in particular over the last 12 months. So so firstly, and I'm sure Lewis is probably younger than I was, but but when I got my first mortgage, a 25-year term was, was pretty standard yeah. at that point. And, and anything more than that was considered fairly long. We're now at a point where over 70% of, of mortgages are in excess of 25 years as a term. So we, we've seen that move already um, in kind of the, the mid-market, if you like, in terms of duration okay. of mortgage. In particular, over the last month, we've seen a really big shift towards what you've termed rightly marathon mortgages, so terms of 40 years. And in particular, we've seen that in the remortgage market, where searches for mortgage terms of more than 40 years have risen 54% in the last year. And we've also it's a big seen numbers. It, it's a huge number, huge number. Yeah. And, and it has a very big consequence to the ultimate consumer taking out that mortgage and what that means from a cost perspective, which, which mm. I know we'll talk to in a little bit. It also has, has seen the same impact in the first-time buyer market. So for first-time buyers, we've seen searches for, four, for terms of 40 years rise by 44% in the last mm. year as well. So that, that move towards marathon mortgages has, mm-hmm. has been a very significant one, particularly as interest rates have risen in the last 12 months. So, so I guess it's, it's interest rates, it's cost of living, uh, and also cost of rent, particularly for first-time buyers who have been struggling to save up for the deposits. And the, and the cost of housing. So it's all kind of pushing towards it. Would I be right in, in, in thinking, either of you, that these longer term mortgages are much more common in other parts of the world? Is that right? Yes, I think you're right um, across Europe in particular uh, and the US as well. Longer term mortgages are, are far more common than they are here in the UK. But you've also got a different funding setup for the way mortgages are funded in, in those countries. So right. the interest rate environment is somewhat different to, to what it okay. is here. Uh, Lewis, are you seeing a big take up and, 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 and any particular sort of sector of, of the market? So 
yes, we've we've definitely seen an increase in longer term mortgages, specifically from first time buyers. However, not exclusively. Mm. In in response to both higher house prices, but also now, as James said, the interest rate environment is much higher than we've seen for a long time. And as such, in order to borrow the amount that they need to borrow to buy the house that they want, mm. then the only way of making that affordable is to extend the term of yeah. that mortgage. However, we're also seeing people that are remortgaging extend the terms of their loans okay. in order to get themselves over the hump of this higher interest rate environment with the hope that they will come down in the future. Yeah. Uh, and would you say in 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 the in general people are coming to you asking about longer term mortgages or they they they're, they're wanting a loan and you're you're coming up with um th- this is an option to to enable them to borrow more money. So what often happens for first time buyers is generally they start their journey typically online. Yeah. So most online platforms they will all, almost be always set to a 25-year term yeah. as a base. Yeah. So they ordinarily turn up with the idea of 25 years. But then when we're actually getting to the, into the nitty-gritty of how much this is going to cost, how much they can actually afford, and then we open the door of, did you are you aware mm. that you can extend the term of the loan beyond 25 years, up to potentially 40 years with many lenders? That can then open up a different budget for them in order to buy a better house or to buy the house that they want, but in a more affordable way. Albeit, of course, the longer the loan, the more interest they pay. So there's no mm. um, magic yeah. bullet, but it's um, it's certainly the only option for many people yeah. in order to get on with their lives. But it's being, being creative, isn't it? I mean, the banks want to lend money. They're in business to lend money. And, and I guess they, they, they are having to be creative because people are a little bit on the fence. They're a little bit concerned about things. Did, let's chat a bit about the, what factors the lenders themselves are going to look at. And I, I presume age is the obvious one. But what, what else are they considering when, 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 when somebody submits a, an application for, for a marathon mortgage? So age is the main driver, are you going to be able to repay this loan at that age? So, for example, if someone's 35 and they want to take out a 40-year a mortgage, yeah. depending on their occupation, is it feasible that you're going to be able to pay that at that point in time? So we're working here on earned income. So if, they're, if they've got significant pension uh, payments due uh, when they re- retire, so, for example, if they're public sector workers, mm-hmm. there may be a case that we can use the pension income. However, oftentimes it's about is your occupation suited to working beyond your stay retirement age, which often these longer-term mortgages take people beyond. Yes. So, of course, if someone works in, for example, I don't know, cyber security, and they're working from home on a laptop, then, of course, it, it may be feasible to continue working to 70, maybe 75. But if you're a ground worker, mm-hmm. uh, a physical, you know, a manual worker, you're a scaffolder, a hod carrier, grounds worker, etc., it's unlikely that you're still going to be able to continue doing that job at 65 plus. I mean, it's a you know physical job, so there has to be an element of feasibility of, of your of, of mm-hmm. your occupation, or there has to be enough pension income that we can assume will be available to be able to service mm-hmm. that debt. Again, I think if you go back 
10 years, the majority of lenders would have had a, would have had a maximum age of around 65 that they would lend to. And, and as Lewis has noted there, that's something that's changed increasingly, even amongst the high street lenders there. They've been pushing out to 70, 75 now. And, and clearly, age, as we've said, is a, is a key factor in determining the extent mm-hmm. to which a longer term mortgage is, is going to be appropriate for somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and again, rightly, as Lewis says there too, occupation then is probably the other key factor as well that, that we see also in the system that determines the extent to which that is going to be the right solution for the client sure. and, and ultimately whether the lender is likely to be prepared to lend or not. If, if you had a, a, a 25-year-old sat in front of you, would you have um, any any concerns or reservations about recommending a, a 30, 35-year mortgage? So I'll, I'll give you some statistics quickly and then and then defer to Lewis from an advisor perspective. But if you were if you were sat in front of a customer today and they were saying to you that they were keen on, let's say, a product which was five-year fixed rate at four and a half percent, and they were looking at that product over both 30 years and 40 years. Mm-hmm. Over 30 years, the true cost of that product right now would be 381000 Over 40 years, the true cost of that product would be £497,000. Okay. So it is a big, big difference that yes. I think doesn't preclude the 40-year product being the right answer. Sure. But it is important that the customer understands the difference between the two. And that's where an advisor's role is so important. Yeah. Lewis, any thoughts from you on that one? James is, is absolutely spot on here in terms of the, the extension, albeit only by a few years in comparison to the overall term, the dramatic effect it has on the amount of interest that you'll pay is mm. significant. And of course, that's money you've got to earn. That's money that is going basically in interest. Yeah. So it can be attractive for borrowers to see these lower payments. I think that's great, which is fine as long as they are aware that, for example, as they go through their career, if they have a pay rise, if they have a promotion, yeah. they need to allocate that additional capital to paying off the mortgage to bring that interest cost down. Because what we have a tendency to do as humans is not think about the future very well. Mm. So it's important that advisors really hammer home how much of a disadvantage a longer term may be in terms of the interest. Now, if that's the mechanism that gets you on the property ladder, great. Yeah. Because, you know, effectively... If you're renting, you might as well be paying 100% interest rate. You've got no asset at the end of it. Yes, yeah, nicely put. So it's much better to pay that interest than not, than not have a home. Yeah. But there has to be a serious conversation around, okay, look, we can do this, but you have to have a plan in order to clear this off sooner if you yes. can. So it's, it's a useful thing to have up your sleeve in order to help somebody get onto the ladder, but it is then very much up, up to them to, um, to, to have control of it. it. It does occur to me that if, if people are increasing their debt because, simply because there's more credit available, that, that will put upwards pressure on house prices. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think we, under a normal environment that you would have seen historically with the interest rate rises that have occurred over the last year, you would have typically seen house prices fall by somewhere between 5 and 10%. Now, mm. depending on geographically where you're looking, that, that doesn't seem to be the case. And I do think that one of the things that is propping up the housing market to an extent is the fact that people are able to borrow yeah. on a longer duration and therefore still able to afford the property prices that we see across the UK today. Yeah. Are there risks for borrowers of offering these longer term deals? What, what, are they, what are they taking into account? So lenders, of course, when they originate the loan, potentially that loan will stay on their books for much longer. And therefore, as the years increase, the likelihood increases of, of delinquency. So there is a higher risk for lenders. So, so when we're looking at submitting, submitting a mortgage application, of course, there are credit checks. Everyone's aware of that. 
as I'm aware, many lenders do have a mechanism for allocating a certain amount of points for their scorecard dependent upon the term. So the shorter the term, usually the lower the scorecard, generally. So there are risks for lenders, but of course it's not just that the loan may fall into delinquency, it's also what happens if something happens to that person. Yeah. You know, 40 years is the best part of most people's working lives. And between the ages of, say, if you took a took a 40-year mortgage at 25, that takes you to 65, an awful lot will happen in life. And again, as humans, we're not particularly great at, at mm. looking into the future. And, you know, if I look back between, say, 18 and 30, all manner of things happened. And it's about, again... Lenders being comfortable with it, but also borrowers ensuring that they're adequately focused on the reality of it, mm. that life will throw up curveballs that we know, that no one expects. Mm. So there is a risk from a lender point of view, but I think the bigger risk is from a borrower's point of view. So it's really up to, up to the advisors, the brokers themselves, to, to, to work very closely with their clients and understand their clients' hopes and dreams and ambitions and, 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 and explain the risks. Yeah, and, and I think that's where Lewis's role is so important in all of this and why it is so important that customers, particularly at the moment, do go out and seek the advice of, mm. of a really qualified and really experienced advisor who can help them understand all of the different options available to them and then ultimately what the right decision is for them. And anything that you'd say that brokers particularly should be mindful of this year? Because it, it's a changing world out there. Things, things, things in, in the, your world, the finance world, change rapidly, it seems. I think... We've seen a big change. This is post-COVID. So pre if we can go back pre-COVID, generally you'd see a client, they'd tell you the circumstances, you recommend a mortgage. And you tended not to get bogged down in speculation about interest rates because it was, it was more based around, okay, so are you planning on being here long-term? Yes, okay, so let's look at these particular types of products. You know, Have you got any plans to move in the short term, we might have, okay, we might consider a shorter term product, etc. But since COVID and the dramatic rise in interest rates, there's been a tendency for clients to want brokers to effectively tell them what's going to happen with interest rates. And I think many brokers, it's very easy to fall into that trap of, of almost acting like an econ economist in predicting what may or may not happen. And mm -hmm. I think we have to be careful because... Of course, we can't predict what will happen with interest rates. I mean, no one predicted the war in Ukraine. No one predicted COVID. No one predicted mm. the inflationary challenges that we have seen and the and the extent to which they will have an impact on, on households, specifically with mortgages. So I think the big thing for brokers throughout this year has got to be to get back to dealing with circumstance rather than speculation about finance. Yeah, I think Lewis is absolutely spot on there. There's certainly been a, a push from, from I think, the press and also from the public as well to ask the mortgage industry to to predict interest rate movements. And, mm. and that's not absolutely something that, that we can be a part of. What, what we can do, all of us, is help consumers determine the right course of action for them subject to, to the circumstances that they face themselves with yeah. the property they wish to buy or, or the property they're looking to remortgage. James, are you expecting it to be a, a, a trend that continues? Do you think it's here for the long term or is it a kind of passing passing ship? 
I think our sense, and again, without wanting to predict the interest rate environment, our, our sense would be that in an environment where interest rates continue to decline somewhat, and that may be the case, that should enable a little bit more flex from a lender's perspective in terms of affordability and also from the customer perspective as well over a shorter time horizon. Yeah. So we, we may be at the peak now in terms of demand for longer term mortgages, yeah. um, but that clearly is, is subject to, to house prices as well. Sure. Uh, and Lewis, just finally from you, um, any particular examples you could throw in our direction in terms of first-time buyers taking out these marathon mortgages? Yeah, sure. So I did a case a couple of weeks back where a young couple came to me. Um, they were at the start of their careers, and they've been gifted some uh, capital by their by his parents, um, and they wanted to buy a particular house. They'd seen the, the right house for themselves. And the conversation was they, they weren't aware of how much they could borrow. So it was the, the initial stage was very much, well, look, you can buy that house, mm-hmm. but the reality is is that the mortgage term, in order to get the borrowing you're going to require, is going to have to be 35 years. There's no way around that. So initially it started off with parents being involved saying, oh, well, we took out a mortgage for 25 years. And I said, look, they can take out a mortgage for 25 years, but you're going to need to put your hand in your pocket a bit more yeah. in order to do that. Yeah. They weren't particularly keen on that. I said, well, the, then the only option is mm. to take this mortgage over 35 years. So Thankfully, how, that mortgage how is now offered. The, how old were the first-time buyers? Sorry to interrupt. They were in their early 20s, um, which is an incredible position to be in at such a young age to be able to get onto the property ladder when we've seen the age of first-time buyers keeps rising. So um, that was the mechanism by which yeah. we helped get them onto the property ladder. And again, with that conversation around... That's fine. You're at the start of your careers. Yeah. As you as your in, as your wage increases, when you come back to remortgage in five years' time, yeah, you've got to have higher incomes, and I'm going to be reducing that term even further. So even if interest rates reduce, don't expect your mortgage payment to reduce because I'm going to take more of your income to pay yes. it off sooner. Yes. So yet again, there's an example of it being a really useful product to help people get on the ladder, but they must must manage it with the help of their broker. I think it's. That's true. And I think it's also mindful that because the hardest hurdle for most first-time buyers to jump over is the deposit, that's taking longer to save with rents even higher and higher. Mm. That's taking longer to save. So, of course, the average age of the first-time buyer keeps increasing. And there is a finite amount of time we've got on this earth and to be able to work. So it's unsurprising that we're seeing longer-term mortgages and certainly past state retirement ages because unless we do something to be able to bring that average age down, this is going to be a necessity. Yeah. James, um, 27 Tech, one of the leading technology platforms, what are you feeling that the future holds for mortgage brokers? I think what we're we're seeing in the market now is an increasing need for advisors and customers to to engage with each other with each other on a more frequent basis. Um, the relationship is is shifting from can you do my mortgage every two years or five years to actually can you provide me with an ongoing level of service and an ongoing level of advice to help ensure that I am on the right mortgage product on a regular basis and the circumstances that I'm facing in my life. Are, are ensuring that I'm, I'm making the right financial decision. So I, I think we will see technology continue to develop in a way that helps advisors stay in contact with those customers more frequently, yeah. provide them more useful information that is pertinent to their circumstances, and enable them to take actions when necessary yeah. that ensures that they are, they are effectively doing the right thing for their set of circumstances. So actually, it's good news for everyone.
one. It means uh, the brokers absolutely. have to work a bit harder, but then they've got some some um, t- some tech to help them. Completely, and I think they build much stronger relationships with those customers yeah. when they're when they're in more regular contact. And of course, with consumer duty, that is that's half of the course that needs to happen. Completely, there's there's no question that it's something yeah. the regulator is is pushing really hard, and and for good reason. Wise words indeed. That was James Tucker of Twenty Seven Tech and Lewis Shaw of Shaw Financial Services. And just to point out, we recorded this episode on the 22nd of November. The views expressed by external guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Barclays. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Insider. I'm Phil Spencer, and this has been a Fresh Air production for Barclays. Please rate, review and follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.